It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as the mayor of PHNX. This guy is the Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman, occasionally known as the vice mayor of PHNX. This show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Unfortunately, we have uh, a very sad news i guess this morning we were informed by the arizona diamondbacks um we're heartbroken to learn of the passing of nicole hazen yeah. uh, at the age of 45 due to complications related to glioblastoma a rare form of cancer um it's something that we've known through mike hazen talking about it about uh you know his his wife and and uh what they've been going through that she has been you know battling this with for a long time and yeah it's a it's a sad day. It is a sad day. Yeah, it's been a few years now, and um, I am no medical expert, but um, it's a pretty rare form of of cancer from what I know. So it was really sad to hear about the diagnosis a couple years back. Um, I honestly can't imagine what this is like for Mike Hazen right now. Yeah. I mean, the MLB trade deadline was like two days ago. I mean, it's it's crazy. It was literally about 48 hours ago. And I can't imagine what it must be like for him to go from, you know, the nonstop go, go, go mentality of hopping off of one phone call and onto another phone call that comes with the trade deadline. And then, you know, suddenly having your wife pass two days later. Um, I don't know how sudden this was. We don't know a whole lot of information, um, nor do we really need to. But yeah, it's, it's, it's just, business, really, yeah, but it's, but it's it, I just can't imagine what this is like, what, what this is like for him and his family. I feel selfish thinking of anything to do with myself, but you know, my wife is, uh, and I are both very close to Nicole's age. And, uh, the thought of losing my wife, uh, is devastating to me. Right. So, yeah. uh, Mike and their four sons, you know, she's survived by her husband and her four sons. And, uh, it's just unfortunate. And our heart goes out to Mike Hazen because it's not easy to continue working, uh, and doing a job like this, that is very demanding, uh, when you have, Something that means so much more than yeah. a game going on in life. Yeah. I'm honestly amazed that he didn't take a step back like yeah. for the trade deadline. And um, again, we don't know exactly the details here, but I know when the diagnosis officially came out a few years ago, uh, he sort of took some time away from the team and, and spent some time with family then. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I hope he was able to uh, to really be present as much as possible um, in these last few moments. So uh, yeah, heart goes out to the Hazen family and... Um, uh, yeah, uh, just just uh, horrible news today. And then, of course, Vin Scully yesterday. Yeah, uh, it's just a crappy couple of days it's, around it's here. Derek. It's, it's a bad it's week for rough. baseball, for the baseball community. Uh, yeah, we mourn the loss of Vin Scully this week, the voice of baseball um, by for most people. Vin Scully has been around longer, obviously, than most of us, but like almost longer than the game itself. It feels like I mean, I read a fact the other day. I think there's been 
it, the it's incredible the amount of like sitting presidents there's been in Vince Scully's time as a broadcaster. <laughs> and yeah, the, like what was the world like when Vince Scully yeah. broadcasted his first game? Versus, Queen of England like, wasn't even the Queen of England at the time. <laughs> it wasn't even you know like it's it's wild. So this guy's been around for a long time. He's just been such a special part of the game. It's I it's not a surprise, but Vince Scully always seems so full of life that no matter how old he got, he never seemed to really age he's just no. always been vin scully seeing him yeah in the in the press box in his uh his powder blue suit you know and just being so kind and so gracious to everybody uh that comes up to meet him he was yeah he was a rare celebrity in in a you know in an area that nobody really is a celebrity everybody's kind of equals but right vin scully was still in the press box just something that most of us were in awe of when we when we saw him yeah, I mean, I think if if you were in Vin Scully's shoes, Derek, no offense, but like if you were, you know, a world class broadcaster for fifty years, I'm, I, you might be a little bit more full of yourself than Vin Scully was. Not not a not not a knock on Me? you necessarily. It wow. Just, <laughs> and I think honestly, all of Way us to would turn this tender like, moment <laughs> into an attack on me, Jesse Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> not to, i mean but i think that's just what's so incredible about him is that he was like this this timeless legend right and yeah. yet he just didn't like he just didn't really show that and from what i've i never got to meet vince scully but from what i've heard from people who have met him you know he's just very down to earth and he would treat really every single is. person the same and like if i were in his shoes i feel like i would i don't know it'd be hard not to have a pretty big head at a certain point if you're if you're renowned to that degree in the broadcasting world it's it's the whole thing of you don't want to meet your heroes and the reason why is because your heroes are usually a distance away so you don't typically get to meet them right unless your heroes are your father or somebody in your family or something like that but if yeah if you kind of you know idolize a famous person you don't typically get to meet them and if if you do you know you can only hope that 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 meeting goes well where it doesn't change your opinion. Sure. Them, right? It is disappointing if you really look up to someone and then you meet them and they're like kind of a jerk or like yeah. don't really notice you. And no, it's like, it's, oh, they're not as cool as I thought they were. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and Vince Scully, no matter how big he was, he just he he just had a different aura about him and he was just so yeah. easy to talk to. I, I will say from my perspective, I have weird uh, like ups and downs because Younger players don't have that effect on me, but every once yeah. in a while when I'm around somebody like an Albert Pujols or someone like that, I am still kind of starstruck. A a bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. these are guys that when I, you know, was young and get, their careers have been along, you know, around as long as my love of baseball has been around for some of them, right? So sure. it, you still come across those kind of people, but I remember meeting uh, Vin and I tried to, you know, be very... Like, so I don't careful. know this story. So Vin, did he come in the press box? Yeah, he'd come eat in the press lounge. He would oh, just sit right there in the press lounge. Wow. And like, it, it, people tried not to like gawk at him like yeah. he was an exhibit in the zoo, right? <laughs> but you couldn't help but like, oh my God, it's it's Vin Scully. And you're like, yeah. well, of course, the Dodgers are in town. But, you know, I just didn't expect to see, you know, it's, it's like... It's like everything about being at Chase Field feels like a big deal when the Dodgers are in town, including Vin being in, you know, the press lounge and yeah. eating with the rest of us normies. You yeah. know what I mean? Just <laughs> down to earth. Uh, but he also just had an incredible way of calling the game, something that few baseball announcers have. And I think that many baseball announcers emulate his style, right? I think yeah. the the classic style of of uh play by play man telling a story 
while he's also calling the game, mm -hmm. you know, doing the kind of slipping in the yeah. st strike two. That's one and two count in between and his then, yeah. stories <laughs> is, is was kind of his style. It's and like the real show is the story and the game is sort of like it like diverts to the background yeah, for like yeah, a time, yeah, a period of time. Yeah. Of course, if the game like, you know, there's something big happening that I'll sort of switch gears. But, but uh, you know, baseball, especially if like, you know, nothing really exciting is going on. Baseball can get into a bit of a boring yeah. stretch over a couple of middle innings and such. And sure. he was just a master at when those stories started coming out, you were just, it was like, oh, oh, he's telling a story. Like, it's like all of a sudden <laughs> the game didn't matter, right? Um, like, I have friends that are much bigger, you know, fans of him because they were Dodgers fans and sure. grew up in LA and listened to him yeah, and everything they would, like they that. Would just like, know more. Yeah. I mean, they, and they, they tell me stuff about, you know, listening to him and just what a, what a part of their childhood it is that they feel mm. is gone and lost now. And I mean, again, yeah. he's an absolute living legend when he was here and we, we absolutely wish him uh, rest in peace. Vince Scully, we will miss you. You were one of a kind. Uh, and I, I do have a clip of Vin Scully telling a story about Madison Bumgarner. That's one of my favorite things that I've ever heard. I don't think so I know this. I'm excited to hear uh, it. Let's take a listen to that clip. You know, Bumgarner tells a story which, in a sense, reminds you of what it takes to be a big league ball player. It's two years ago in spring training, and he and his wife were roping cattle, which is what they do. 1-1 pitch, sinker low, ball 2-2-1, two, two and, and they were startled by a large snake. And Madison thought it was a rattlesnake, so he grabbed an axe, and he hacked the snake to pieces. But there's something more to the story. 2-1 pitch. Low. Ball three. Three and one. When his wife Allie and an expert field dresser examined what was left of the snake, she found two baby jackrabbits inside pieces of the snake and extracted them. 3-1 pitch to Turner. Way inside. Ball four. And after she extracted them a short while later, the Bumgarners noticed that one of the rabbits had moved slightly. It was alive. Well, his wife brought the rabbit back to their apartment. For the next few days, they kept it warm, bottle-nursed it, and the rabbit soon was healthy enough that they released it into the wild. And Madison said, just think about how tough that rabbit was. First it gets eaten by a snake, then the snake gets chopped to pieces, then it gets picked up by people and lives. It's all true. Meanwhile, line drive base hit to center by Hendrick, and the Dodgers are in business, first and second and nobody out. So I guess really the morale to the whole story about the rabbit and the snake, you've got to somehow survive, you've got to somehow battle back. A lesson well taught for all of us. Oh man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it has a moral and everything. Uh, like there's moral. a takeaway. Like... It's like an Aesop's fable. It's incredible. <laughs> oh my God. That man was one of a kind. Absolutely. And I, now I feel differently about Madison Bumgardner after that story, right? Yeah. To think of Madison Bumgardner nursing back a baby bunny to health. <laughs> 
bottle feeding it. Uh, that's it's a just, beautiful story. It's a kinder yeah. side of him I wasn't expecting to think about today. It doesn't really matter how Madison Bumgarner pitches in some ways because right. he saved this baby right. rabbit, and uh, like that's all that matters. And in the this moral is, right now, the moral right? is, no matter how many home runs you give up in the first inning, you got to battle back. There you, you go. Got to stick around, go. and that's something that maybe made Madison Bumgarner's season a little bit better. Uh, but again. Uh, we will miss you, Vin Scully. We uh, we absolutely will miss you. Uh, and by the way, if you haven't done so already, uh, Jesse is doing some fantastic writing. Uh, you have any new pieces over at GoPHNX? We have uh, we have a new one coming today, um, and should have one coming tomorrow as well. Um, today's piece will be about what the Diamondbacks did, or rather, did not do more so at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're also going to be taking a look at which Diamondbacks prospects you can expect to see potentially between now and the end of the season. So I'm going to do a write-up where I basically talk about all of the different guys that you might see between now and the end of the season. So that's uh, exciting. Good stuff good over stuff. at gophnx.com. And that's the thing. We're going to focus, uh, I think, on the future guys coming up because much like Tom, Tommy Henry sure. uh, and, you know, obviously we've talked a whole bunch about Alec Thomas. We plan to see a steady diet of these guys making their way up from the minors to, you know, maybe be the future superstars of this team. So make sure to get a membership over at gophnx.com if you haven't done so already. Sign up for an annual membership. Get your annual membership. You'll get a free T-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com. You can also get a month-to-month membership where you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. Regardless of your membership option uh, status, you will get uh, members-only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com as well as members-only access to our Discord. And that's a fun place to be. It's the best place to be an Arizona Diamondbacks fan. Also, if you're watching us right now on the YouTube channel, make sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Uh, Give us a like, a thumbs up, and make sure uh, that you also download us on the audio podcast side. Leave us a five-star review there if you haven't done so already, and make sure to subscribe. We appreciate you doing so, and we love you for it. Uh, Jesse, we do have some spying to do today, Uh-oh. by the way. Who are we spying on we're now? Not gonna, we're spying on our exes. You know what we do. That's how we do around here. It's an old friend alert. Uh, and we found out today that the Philly Philadelphia Phillies have announced that they have released shortstop Didi Gregorius, who has been having a rough stretch since returning from injury. Uh, his 2022 numbers as a whole aren't really great. Slashing 210, no. 263, 304 with a 567 OPS. I guess... Uh, there are a lot of Diamondbacks fans that still love Didi and wish we would have yeah. never gotten rid of him. Do you think the Diamondbacks should kick the tires on on bringing an old friend back? I I, I don't know. Um, to be frank, at this point in the season, if someone gets released, it's probably for like I don't want to say a good reason, but say like that, say probably for a good for reason, a good reason yeah, right? I mean, you're not you're not going to release yeah. a guy like a guy like Didi Gregorius, especially given how much money the Phillies paid him. I mean, he's on a two year, twenty eight million dollar yeah. contract. Yeah, they're, they're going to eat like ten million dollars. They're on eating this deal. a fair, yeah. maybe not quite ten, but they're eating a fair amount of money uh, by releasing him. But you know, if a guy hits two ten with a sub six hundred OPS. <laughs> I think that's what a lot of people are trying to work towards, Saul. But uh, yeah, I mean, again, with the shortstop situation, the Diamondbacks still now have a lot of depth there. I'm not, yeah, I'm not suggesting it. It's the greatest thing, but you know, I again, the Diamondbacks being where they're at right now, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them give out a couple of guys a try, sure. uh, like a Denelson Lamette or maybe Didi Gregorius, but we've also seen them not really, I guess, commit too strongly 
to to these guys. They give them a chance, see if they can actually do something and help this team win ball games. And sure. if they can't, they kind of move on. Geraldo Perdomo has been doing a much better job at shortstop. I feel yeah, yeah. I think the defense has looked better. Um, I tweeted out from my account yesterday just um, uh, some stuff regarding the Diamondbacks' defense this season and uh, defensive metrics in baseball are very, very bad in general. Um, but there are a couple of guys that the metrics speak pretty clearly on as being like above average or below average defenders this year. Um, unfortunately, Geraldo Perdomo fits pretty squarely in the below average defender category for this year, according to the numbers. I, I do think it's looked better lately. I think a lot of that comes from the first couple months of the season where he didn't look really comfortable out there. I think he's ironed out some of those kinks, um, but still a work in progress for him at shortstop. And offensively, we're still kind of waiting to see the bat come around. So I'm going to give you one reason why I designed Gregorius. Okay. He's one hit away from his 1,000th career hit. Okay. Right? We need he, he really has. They really released him with 999. Oh, that's cruel. That's horrible. <laughs> monsters. The Phillies are monsters. So maybe they maybe they bring him in for a day or two yeah. just so he gets his 1,000th hit. hit. Yeah, and we then... can do some graphics and have a fun time with it <laughs> then let him go. Uh, because apparently that's uh, the, the the Milwaukee Brewers released Lamette without him ever even playing a game. It's pretty he was, weird to trade for a guy and then and then and then DFA him instantly. And they like, said kind of positive things about him when he was part of that package. So yeah. it was. I mean, obviously, you're always going to say positive things about guys you're trading for, right? You want to <laughs> make it sound like you're doing the right thing, right? But. It it's was, really weird. Be like, I could see that if you were taking on like a big contract, you know, as part of the trade, but you weren't planning on actually playing the guy, then it would kind of make sense to, uh, you know, release him or DFA him or whatever. Um, but Nelson Lament is not in that situation, so it it honestly is pretty weird. But Michael McDermott uh, in the comments said something. Lament's arm is probably foobar, so that's something maybe that came up. Um, Potentially, I, I don't know. Mm. I I just find it amazing that this guy that had so much talent with the Padres so recently is yeah, you know, it is weird. It is is now not of value to any team. However, that's kind of how baseball can go sometimes. Unfortunately, right? yeah. Jacob Nevin says I want the D backs to sign Swanson in the off season. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it'd be cool, right? I I don't know if you're doing that when Jordan Lawler is probably like a couple years away. Um, you're yeah. not going to get Dansby Swanson on a two-year contract. He's going to get. I want it too. I want it too. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> um, but we gave Jesse an assignment, by the way, and it wasn't a writing assignment. This one was a book assignment, but not a book assignment. <laughs> book it, was, assignment. It, was a, it was a book report about a movie. <laughs> I did uh, not write a book report. I, Derek. I told you that I wanted a written summary. Uh, you guys voted on it. You made Jesse watch the 1985 classic, The Breakfast Club. So I guess I have to ask you, Jesse, did you watch the movie? I did watch the movie. Did you watch um, it late at night? I watched it between no the hours of 1 a.m. and 3 a.m. last <laughs> night. And I will also say that I watched it on Fubo. That was one of the few ways that I could find to watch it. I got a 
a Fubo free trial, which I think is my 12th Fubo free trial <laughs> that I've ever had. Fortunately, I have a lot of email addresses, yeah. which really yeah. pays off. Nowadays. Got a lot of burner accounts. Yeah, lots of burner accounts, lots of email addresses. Um, but no, I watched it on Fubo. And even though Fubo is a paid service, I swear I watched just as much Breakfast Club as I did Subway commercials. <laughs> like it was it was very bad. There were so many Subway ads and so many State Farm ads. It was like I would watch one scene of the movie and, and then, then it would go to ads. like several ads. It was very frustrating. That's, that's what you get for uh, getting the free membership, I guess. Well, it was a free trial. Like I it was it. a paid account. Yeah, I don't like, know what else they want from me. You should be bringing your best here. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, I, I have a friend who gets very frustrated with uh, pilot episodes of a show when they don't like deliver the goods right away because the point of that episode is to hook you on the show and right. make you like it, right? Right. Pilot this episodes is, that are bad. It's this. Yeah, just, it's it a just big, doesn't it's make any sense. Or something yeah. that's like building towards something in the future, but it's kind of boring early on, right? I feel the same way about you know free subscription, like especially if you're gonna dumb it down in some way or whatever. If it's a trial, it yeah. should be the best you have to offer. It should really well, want, and they were really you know, were trying. Like they were gonna give me like NBA League Pass for free, no. and like like I could choose all of the options because wow. it was a free trial account. But uh, no ads while watching The Breakfast Club was no, not was not that was one, not of, one of the ads. So. so I guess my first question then, or my next question should be is, <laughs> does the movie hold up 37 years later? It was honestly pretty good. I yeah. honestly I honestly really enjoyed The Breakfast Club. Um it was sort of it was weird that like an hour in like the kids are all just kind of sitting there still. Like the vast majority of the movie is just like kids like sitting in this classroom talking to each other. Yeah. Like there's not like a whole lot of actual action. Although there's there's a little bit more later in the movie. Um but Brian Johnson is like everything that I want to be in life. Um, so he was undoubtedly <laughs> my favorite character, which I'm sure it just utterly shocks you, Derek. Oh, man, because... that's crazy to me. <laughs> that is crazy to me. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, a lot of it is about, you know, kids in high school, I feel like being stereotyped, right? Yeah. That's the whole thing. Like, we're all... Yeah. We're, we're all the same. We all feel the same thing. We all go through the same thing. But yeah, absolutely. That there Michael is. says you should also have Jesse do a research paper on VHS tapes <laughs> as the second half of the punishment. This is not yeah. a punishment. Yeah, this, is, this, is, this is me becoming more cultured and you all get to choose how I do it, yeah, basically. Yeah, it's Josh, dangerous. Who, do you, who the hell do you think he related the most to? You know, I don't even need to ask you that question. <laughs> you already said it. But. I'm guessing that when you recommended this movie, like when you brought up this movie as a possibility, you knew that Brian Johnson was going to be the... I'm, uh, I may have had an idea as to who you would gravitate <laughs> towards and who you might feel a certain way about. Uh, fun fact, this movie actually takes the, the, the fictitious day of them being in, in Saturday school. Uh, it takes place on my third birthday, March twenty fourth, nineteen eighty four. Yeah, there you go. There you uh, go. But it, uh, so you liked it, you enjoyed it. And, I liked it, and I think I, I Mr. Think Vernon is the worst. Mr. Vernon, I is hate that man. Absolutely, my the hatred worst. for that man just kept growing and growing and uh, growing. Can you describe the ruckus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was uh, that was outstanding. Yeah. Brian Johnson had all of the best quotes. In this of course, movie. of course he did. Of course he did. Um, so I guess I asked. I have to ask you uh, this question, or we have to figure this out. Uh, which members of the D-backs would qualify for the specific oh, stereotypes? Oh. Right. So if mm. if you were thinking of someone on the Diamondbacks being labeled as the brain, who would you pick? Mm. Who would be the brain of the Diamondbacks? The brain. This is easy. This is easy, this is easy, says Jacob. Jacob, 
Let's get your two cents. What Who's does Jacob brain? think if he's so confident? Yeah. It's Zach Gallant. Through oh. and through. Okay. He's oh. like a major analytics guy. Yeah, I mean, he, he sits is. down every half inning and looks at the end. Like he he studies like crazy. Yeah. He's like the antithesis like to Madison Bumgarner. Yeah. He's a very cerebral. You can just kind of tell talking to Zach Allen. Like he's always thinking about like his pitch shapes and just like different adjustments he can make and whatnot. So his, I think that's, I think, yeah, that's his, a pretty good. Uh, his approach on the idea of a, of a perfect game versus a no hitter. Like, I don't know. As a fan, I've never thought of the, like, obviously what a big deal it is to get a perfect game versus a no hitter. How right. often no hitters happen. But I, I, I yeah, just never, it's a big I, difference. I never thought pitchers thought that same way too. Right. Like I, I never thought of a pitcher being like, yeah, no hitters cool. Yeah, that's a fair point. But a perfect was... game, I'd fucking literally lose my arm for a perfect game. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's that. All right, so we got the brain. I think that's a great choice for the brain. I yeah. think Michael McDermott said uh, Jose Herrera, which is another guy that absolutely we've heard about. I mean, obviously, you, you got the pitchers that want to work with him a lot and consistently talk about how yeah. well he knows them and and how he knows well how well he knows what to call uh for the athlete mm. i'm going i'm going alec thomas you're going alec thomas I'm going alec thomas that's probably that's probably fair alec thomas strikes me as the kind of guy that has been the best on his team for every team that he's ever been on i don't want to say his father alan is quite mm. as bad as you know the father <laughs> was in this movie but uh <laughs> I'll say, like, you know, again, growing up around a clubhouse and everything like that. Yeah, like no, that's a really just, good call. He was, like, born an athlete in a way. Like, he was yeah. just, you know, what what did we say? He was, uh, what did LaVola say? He was born in a bat bat bag or something that? Like was that. Drew Jones. But uh, that I was think Drew it, Jones. Oh, but I think right. it applies to Alec Thomas, It really does. I think it also works that way. All right, basket case. <laughs> how, how are we supposed to answer this? Caleb Smith. Moving on. <laughs> he hit. He, he heard himself punching something. Yeah, did you hear did about not, that, that while, you back were, up while you were Did everything I've ever said about him? I mean, I'm not trying to label the guy, but he heard himself punching something he shouldn't have been punching. That's what we were told. Yeah, that is what we were told. Oh, yeah. boy. All right, well, these are both pretty difficult because who's the princess then? <laughs> who's the princess? Um... Um, the princess is, is Josh Rojas, maybe. Okay. I want to um, hear your thought process. He just, this. He's just, he's, he's an emotional, you know, plays with a lot of emotion. Okay. Like, there's just like a lot of depth yeah. to his personality. Very handsome. Very also. handsome. Yeah. Yeah. Strikingly you know, handsome. prom queen-esque, yeah. but like. <laughs> All right. Uh, and the criminal has to be Madison Bumgarner, right? Madison Bumgarner fits the profile of the criminal 100%. Oh, 100%. He definitely yeah. owns cut off leather gloves with no fingers. Right. Right. Absolutely. Although we were just talking about him saving this like cute little baby rabbit. But that's like, exactly the kind ago, of thing so. a criminal would do. You know, <laughs> he would do that while on the run after robbing a bank or something. And oh, I feel man. that his outlaw persona that he himself sticks to would uh, back that up. Mm. All right. Well, I did Michael. See, did Michael McDermott say Bumgarner? See, we're on the same page. I like that. He said Bumgarner was the princess. Oh, the princess. Bumgarner's oh. the princess. Well, because of the hand holding. Is that, uh, I think that's all I think of is the hand holding mm. with the umpire. But anyway, mm. I don't know. Uh, you guys give us your thoughts and ideas. Go on Twitter. Let us know what you think. If you're in the Discord, drop some information on us, what you think about uh, how we labeled these guys. 
as members of the Breakfast Club. And I'm so glad you enjoyed it. I, I actually, I, genuinely, right. I was not really expecting to. I had very low expectations, but it was honestly, <laughs> it was honestly very good. What is your favorite part of the Breakfast Club, Derek? Um, I, I don't, I think, I think the, the end, I think it has a great ending. It does have a great ending. Right? Like, yeah. and I mean, it's, it's that idea because I felt like only as a kid did you have those days where you became best friends with someone for like one afternoon yeah. that you're probably never going never talk gonna talk to, to again. again or have sure. that relationship with again. But you just had one day that you remember of being like, oh, yeah, me and him. I remember we met up at like the mall. <laughs> we were and in hung detention together. Yeah, we were in detention <laughs> together. Right. I loved that. Um, I was not expecting The Breakfast Club to be a very like substantive sort of movie. But the uh, the scene with them like sitting in a circle, like kind of talking about their life stories and like what life was like at home and yeah. like why they were there that day. There was actually like it was like, OK, this is like. I don't know. There were some life lessons to be learned in this in this conversation. I enjoyed that. The one thing that John Hughes films do is really they just summarize what it's like being a kid in that era. And yeah, even though it was 37 years ago, 38 years ago when that movie took place, it's amazing how many of those, you know, life lessons, things that happen to people just yeah. learning more about someone and why like, you know, why they are the way they are still applies to being a high school kid to this day but it does it, it it doesn't change much the shit they do changes i'll tell you that much they're on their tablets all the time now yeah something you couldn't even yeah. imagine in 1984 that's but. that's fair uh also so have you have you selected the next four movies that our audience members are going to pick from we're gonna, we're gonna give we're gonna give that on sunday oh we'll that's your sunday. assignment for okay. next week right. so we yep. will get on that and <laughs> i will make sure i'm gonna watch it too with you so that way because i've watched the breakfast club so many times but i've not watched it recently uh i'm not going through all those hoops to sign up for a fubo account so <laughs> i'll just rent it somewhere i'm sure i can find it but uh, of course we'll let you guys know so maybe you can join along too. grab yourself some og's gummies and join us uh, that's always a fun way to watch a movie. Uh, you can get OG's gummies at your local dispensary. They have a wonderful variety of flavors. That's what they're all about is flavoring life. And they have a uh, nice little giveaway that you can enter over at gophnx.com. OG's has free stuff for you. Enter the flavoring life sweepstakes. <laughs> oh, look at that gigantic picture. Yes. If yes, you, it's if still you were, big. It's still it's still, it's still way too large. It's still perfect. There we go. I there still go. don't know who that woman is, but <laughs> enter the sweepstakes over at gophnx.com. One lucky winner will receive three bags of OG's gummies, including orange cream school and tropical flavors. Those remember, OG's the number one selling gummy in the state of Arizona. You'll also get an OG's hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. Sign up again at gophnx.com or click the link in our show notes. Uh, and check out our friends at OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands. And find them near you. Look at that handsome devil over there having a great time. Just <laughs> living life, Jesse. See, that's what you miss out on by not going to the pool parties. Uh, you can also find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. And that is not the only sweepstakes we need you to enter uh we're also giving you a free uh shot at the toast of the month sweepstakes uh from our friends over at four peaks brewing company uh go down we need to get our next winner so go to go phnx.com enter while you're there doing the ogs one enter the toast of the month sweepstakes you'll get a 50 dollars four peaks gift card 
a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. Uh, must be 21 years or older. Enjoy that responsibly as well. Uh, Four Peaks is incredible. We love Four Peaks. Uh, we'll be broadcasting there uh, once a month, so make sure to join us if you can. Their food is incredible. Their variety of beers on tap, even more incredible. Not to mention they always have special variety of beers that you can only get at their locations. We'll be at the 8th Street Pub, so make sure to join us again if you can. If not, make sure to check out Four Peaks at your local grocery store or your local liquor store, wherever you get your beers. What, what did you say? <laughs> I said grocery. I said grocery. Uh, a, a, a personal hero of mine, speaking of heroes, Michael Ian Black, uh, he taught me how to say the right grocery the right way, but that's a whole other thing. You have to listen to, there's a snack podcast I used to do. It gets pretty, there's a whole rabbit hole to go down. I'm not going to send you guys <laughs> down that, but anyway, again, must be 21 years or older uh, and enjoy responsibly the Four Peaks, uh, no matter where you get it. All right. So Jesse, Looking ahead at the schedule, uh, the Diamondbacks didn't didn't do great on this road trip. Had a chance to sneak that series away from Cleveland. Uh, now they have the Colorado Rockies coming into town, who have been beat up on by the San Diego Padres quite a bit uh, for a three game set, and then they have four against the Pirates. I do not want, and then three more against Colorado in Colorado. Yeah. I do not want to say the words I'm going to say, but don't do it. I'm just gonna say it. Fuck it. I'm. I'm. It should be a pretty easy week. They should do. They should do good things. They should do good things over the next week. Am I wrong? Am I? Am I asking too much? No. I mean, yeah. The schedule is pretty favorable here for the next ten days, and it's not. It's not really going to stay that way. No, Sep- this September is, it. is going to be a rough one. To it's finish a death the parade off. to it the is, end of the it season. Is after absolutely this. a death parade. So, uh, yeah. I mean, this is a stretch the D backs really need to take advantage of. Um, August 6th, in my mind, Derek, is really the day to look at here. Um, do you know what happens on August 6th? What happens Derek? on August 6th? The Zach Gallon t-shirt. Oh, yes. hey, that's a good thing. I like that Zach Gallon t-shirt. That's a handsome shirt. It is a very handsome shirt. Yeah. So everyone should go to the Saturday game, absolutely, and uh, go get that Zach Gallon t-shirt. But yes, you're right. This is a relatively easy week and a half for the Diamondbacks. I have been very surprised by the way that they have handled... Um, there or by the by the popularity of their giveaway items you know we talked about the bobbleheads uh not being around that you can go get at foco.com make there sure you to go. do that there you go um but the shirts have been very popular the star wars shirt was extremely popular and i still believe we have to give uh one away is that right are we we we, we do, do have we yeah. have to give you that say it like it's an obligation i'm like, like, I'm like we still have one to give <laughs> darn away. it we have to give that away yeah, so we'll be posting <laughs> that up this week or next week we'll get that up I'll do a retweet thing where we can pick ourselves a winner. We also have on a, one of the July Fourth shirts to give away as well, I believe. Oh, so that's right. We've that's got right. a little. We've got maybe, a little giveaway. Maybe, stash. maybe we pair those two together in a package. Ooh, maybe ooh. we'll see what we can have. But uh, let's take a look at the probable pitchers that the Diamondbacks have coming up here against the Rockies. Uh, some favorable matchups here, obviously. Rockies uh, starting <laughs> pitching has not been too solid, and uh, yeah, Zach Davies is back in the mix for the final game of this series as well. Yeah, it's unfortunate that Zach Gallen doesn't get to start on his T-shirt day. Um, that's always that's like a it's always like a, a magical thing like yeah. when those sorts of things happen. Bobblehead on the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. But granted, head. with pitchers, it's like pretty unlikely for that sort of thing <sighs> to happen. Um, but yeah, Mad Bum will start on Friday. He was originally slated to go on Wednesday, and then the Diamondbacks wound up going to Tommy Henry, of course, instead. Um, so Mad Bum gets pushed back a couple days. He's now on Friday. Uh, has some extra rest, which. Um, theoretically should be a help to him um but yeah this rock theoretically. <laughs> theoretically on paper right 
Um, but yeah, this Rockies team is not playing very good baseball. Um, I don't know if you saw the the Brandon Drury Grand Slam. Shut up. In his, I don't in know. His yeah, of first... course I saw it. <laughs> of course I saw it. It was hard to ignore. My point is that the Rockies uh. did not do great against the San Diego Padres uh, in that series. And granted, the Padres lineup is officially insane at this point. So that it's it's devastating. Is 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 it not devastating to think about playing that team at this point with how truly good they've been? Yeah, already. Right, but with the pieces that they added, did you see the picture that they posted of them in the dugout where they said "Hang it in the Louvre"? I did. I did not. No, I did not see that. Oh, it's it. It made me sick. It made me sick to my stomach. Who who was in this picture? Everybody was in the picture. Uh, Soto and Machado, and I think Josh Bell was in the background. And like, it was just like the gang gang picture. You know, it was like, Yeah. yeah, we're here, and you guys all have to fear this and i mean what's funny to me is i mean i know the diamondbacks and the rockies are not like being considered here in this arms race right like really we've dropped so far back but the 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 imminent threat to the dodgers stranglehold on the nl west has has to make the dodgers for the first time in like almost 10 years finally be Shaking in their boots just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the Dodgers were not that active at the at the trade deadline, right? I mean, they got Joey Gallo, who's um, strug- who struggling who's really with not had a very yeah. good season at all. Um, so yeah, I mean, they certainly didn't do anything close to what the Padres did. a uh, few to few teams got anywhere near <laughs> no. uh, that level of activity at the deadline. So um, yeah, I mean, the, there's enough distance at this point between the Dodgers and the Padres that the Dodgers still probably feel pretty good about about where they are. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, the Padres are, are certainly knocking on the door and this is not a, it's not like a now through the end of the year thing, right? I mean, Juan Soto is going to be there for two more seasons after this one. Uh, although I did think it was interesting that apparently part of AJ Preller's calculus was that the, the Padres could acquire Juan Soto and give up a whole bunch of prospects like they did. And then they could trade Juan Soto like next trade deadline or something if they wanted to and recoup a lot of the prospect value that they got. So I guess it is possible this is more of a rental situation for them, but I don't think that's very likely. I mean, when, I don't once think you so once either. you get Juan Soto on your team and you're like in the mix to contend, it's pretty hard to let a guy like that go. So and he's still under team control for what, like three more seasons, I believe. I believe it's two more after okay. this one. Two more after this one. Yeah, so. it's not even like he was a free agent at the end of the season, which is right. the wildest part about the Nationals trading him just based on him requesting a trade. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the Nationals traded him because the Nationals are going nowhere, right? And sure. so they want to get as much value as they can sure. at a time when they're not contending. But but um, we're just in this era now where teams that are bad don't want to do anything at all to draw fans. <laughs> right? Like so because Juan Soto would continue to be a superstar draw for the Nationals no matter yeah. how bad they are. That's true. And now we're moving into this phase where very few baseball teams that are bad want to carry a high-priced superstar just for the purpose of putting him on the marquee and yeah. selling tickets because it doesn't really. Although work. the Rockies went and got Chris Bryant, I for still uh, Chris some Bryant. Reason. He's played like forty-one games this season. Yeah, and he hasn't guy, been nearly uh, as good as uh, they were oh, probably man. hoping. He's had some injury issues. Uh, Michael McDermott says Padres will do everything they can to extend him this winter, which is also totally, yeah. totally possible. That would be what you would do. I mean, yeah, I mean it's it's a little bonkers because it's like 
I mean, how much money do you have? Yeah, you'd be looking at you'd be looking at one billion dollars between Machado, Tatis, and a and what it would take to to sign Juan Soto. So like, I know that 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 front office is is willing or that ownership group is willing to spend, but that would be that would be pretty insane if that happened. But I mean, if you if you are going out there and trading as much as the Padres did to get him, you're probably at least considering that possibility of trying to sign him long term. So we'll see. Um, and he said ticket sales barely affect the bottom line for what it's worth. And I get it, especially when you're talking about paying someone like Juan Soto yeah, uh, what they were going to pay him you know, year after year versus what you're saving and all of that. It just still at, a t- at times seems like that used to be something that sport teams did you know, more of across all sports. But now, especially in baseball, we don't see that, yeah. you know, that impact of having that superstar player that you can put on, you know, the, the t-shirts and do all that stuff for sure the diamondbacks i mean they they still have a couple of guys that gallon being on a t-shirt being one of their you know big big elite players right and right lately at least he's looked a little bit more like that elite player i'm actually gonna take the diamondbacks over the rockies in game one uh they don't have the value listed yet on the DraftKings sportsbook but i'm also going to take as part of my DraftKings pick of the week I'm going to take the New York Mets over the Atlanta Braves. You're always betting on New York teams. I really am. I really am. I used to live there. Fair. I I mean, yeah. Uh, And also, I'm taking the Seattle Mariners over the Angels. Right now, it's got a really good value at a a run line of one and a half runs. It's plus 120 uh, to take the Mariners. And that, the Angels are just. I mean, could you imagine? Could you imagine for a second? What if the Angels had gotten Juan Soto? Like, imagine the Angels having Otani, Trout, and Soto and still winning 75 games. Like, I just think that's just hilarious. just toiling away in, in mediocrity yeah, as the whole yeah. team. Well, it goes to they show. They would make that happen. Uh, they could do that. They, 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 could, do that. they could do that. They could do that. Absolutely sure. That but it would be a really that. stupid move. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and they are definitely not just a Juan Soto away from being competitive. That's for sure. No. But, uh, again, shout out to our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you haven't done so already, sign up for a membership over at Go or a new profile membership, whatever it is, over there at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Download it now. Use our promo code of PHNX. Make your first deposit, and you'll get a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars. Use that bet wisely. Don't do what I did one time and like bet ten dollars and have that be a risk-free bet up to a thousand dollars because I did do that, not remembering that I had. My first risk-free bet. Uh, But that's promo code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Jesse, they also have like uh, some of these parlays. Uh, Like they have this one uh, for pitching in a drought right now. Uh, Justin Verlander under two and a half earned runs in his game. Johnny Cueto under two and a half earned runs in his game. And Carlos Carrasco under two and a half earned runs. Are you taking what that? What year is it? <laughs> Justin Verlander, Johnny Cueto, and Carlos Carrasco? Uh, that's, uh, I think is this that's, 2013? I think, I think that's what they're going for. I think that's what they're going for. Uh, they, they had July ERAs. Verlander, 1.01. Uh, Cueto had 2.12 ERA. And Carrasco had a 0.90 ERA in the month of July. So, hey, that might be wow. a pretty good bet to take that under two and a half runs. I mean, I Verlander is tonight. clearly still at the top of his game. That guy's going to pitch till he's like 45 or something. Yeah, and it's his ridiculous. arm's going to fall off, and he's, that's why he's going to have to stop pitching because something that's like the that. only thing that's going to keep him from pitching. Right. Johnny, yeah, Johnny Cueto has looked better, though. And Carlos Carrasco has had like 
there's been a lot of injury history there that sort of kept him out for a few years, but it's good to see him doing a little bit better now. Well, Jesse, the big heads are back at foco.com. Oh, the big heads. The big heads. They have uh, big head bobbleheads. Okay. Uh, that are exactly what it sounds like. They have big heads. Nice. That's it. That's it. <laughs> They're pretty great. And my favorite part is one of the ones they have on their ad on their website is Jose Altuve. Nice. Just with a gigantic head that's probably <laughs> about the size of his real head. But uh, don't forget to check out Foco.com. Our friends over there are doing collectibles right. You can get all your Arizona Diamondbacks merch over there. Shirts, hats, uh, toys, collectibles, everything for your house. They got it. They got you covered. Uh, the City Connect bobbleheads are incredible. So make sure to check those out. They also have some pretty incredible uh, button-up shirts like this job that I got going on from our friends at Roosevelt's. Go. But uh, unfortunately, I don't have any space in my closet, Jesse, for any more button-up shirts. Shocked. So I'm not allowed to buy any more uh, of those. But I am going to get down on some of these bobbleheads because they are incredible. Uh, so also, again, swimsuits for the summer. I know summer's coming to a wrap. Monsoon season's here. We got storms here in the valley. But uh, whatever you need. I'm sure they have umbrellas for you if you need it. Uh, so head over to foco.com or click the link below in the description for all non presale items. Use promo code PHNX and you'll get 10% off. Uh, so again, we got you covered with the collectibles. Jesse, <sighs> trying to put on a brave face, but it's a sad day. And I'm uh, it is. still trying to get over everything that happened. But uh, it doesn't help we don't have Diamondbacks baseball today to kind of distract us uh, from everything going on. But we will start that series with the Rockies. I'm looking forward to kind of uh, getting, getting past this. So uh, again, we uh, thank you guys for joining us. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. This guy over here is at Jesse N. Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. Go on Twitter and tell us what you think about our breakfast club choices and who you would pick for those categories. <laughs> and also follow uh, All Roads, of course, lead to PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we thank you guys again for joining us. On behalf of Jesse and myself, we appreciate you so much taking the time to join us for lunch. And remember, kids, screws fall out. The world is an imperfect place.